So here we are. Having recently featured on BBC's Bump Birth Baby, the story doesn't end there. Tune in each week for no sugarcoating about motherhood as a first-time mum, wife and a list of guests who are ready to tell all. Welcome to Almost Grown Up. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Thank you so much for joining. So everyone, I would like to proudly introduce Annalise, who I was kindly introduced to on Instagram. So hi, welcome to Almost Grown Up. Thank you. It's, it's a real pleasure to be here. Oh, no, thank you. I'm so intrigued by your story. I think I've told all my family and friends about this podcast <laughs> and how fascinated I am. Um, it's just, I never thought that I would ever, because you always think, <laughs> you always think when you think of somebody who chooses openly to be a single mother and everything like that you always think of america with sperm getting sperm banks yeah. and things like that so i didn't even know they did it in the uk which is so probably really <laughs> naive of myself but yeah well, so there are, how- there are a few of us around yeah <laughs> like you've got your own category that sounds awful it's unique it's a unique story so how did it all begin we may as well dive straight in yeah sure um well um I suppose I, I came out of a, a long-term sort of on and off relationship and I was maybe 36 at the time wow. and um, it took me a little while to get over him um, mm-hmm. and then in the meantime I was sort of approaching 40 and putting a lot of pressure on myself thinking well I've got to find someone I've got to um, like them I've got to move in with them and, and then we've got to decide if we're going to have a baby and I was sort of kept thinking in my head well you know what if that doesn't happen and how how am I going to figure out if I like someone or not and then I thought actually you know what I'm just going to take the pressure off if I get to wow. 40 and there's no decent guy on the scene I'm just going to go ahead by myself so I made that decision probably when I was sort of maybe 37, 38. Um, okay. But at the same time, I was still thinking about it in the background. Um, it's not obviously a decision that you make overnight. It, it requires a lot of thought. <laughs> yeah, it requires a lot of thought and, and a lot of sort of, there's a lot of practical stuff that needs to happen as well. So yeah, so, and, and then the story goes, I turned 40, I had a big party um, <laughs> to celebrate that. Of course. <laughs> I had this crazy cake with a, there was a merry-go-round with penguins on it as well, because I like oh merry-go-rounds and penguins. Um, Love yeah. that. Have what you want, that's you know. <laughs> yeah, that's just so fascinating. So obviously, you know, you, you're quite open in the sense that you were in a long-term relationship in that sense and it just didn't work out and I think a lot of people when they get a little bit like I don't want to say older because I my mum's 50 this year and I still consider her to be the young mum that she is and it's it's like there's no way to say that but in pregnancy as they say that past 32 is it you're classed as like a older mum and I'm like yes. so shocked by that statistic and actually like, just sorry to interrupt Emily but it's okay um, when, when you're 40 40 plus you're a geriatric mother <laughs> when you're pregnant your class is geriatric you like 20 like that's what like my mum probably outrun most high school students and wow. she's 10 so it's like it just baffles me that they haven't really decided in this modern day age that they should rejig it a bit and just be like actually 
it depends all on this factor and this factor and whatnot but that is crazy so obviously I all I mean I suppose in the way I can relate I was I had my mum was a single mum and things right yeah like the one thing that always she we always had was you, you don't really need a man and it was always like you can be independent and sassy all you want if you and that's what I get from my mum being my role model is that mm. something you think you'll probably portray to your children I think so and and although my mum wasn't a single mum my dad worked on cruise ships so he would be away for two months and then back for a month so it was my mum brought up pretty much three kids (laughs) pretty much single-handedly until we were about till I was about six and then we moved abroad for a bit Um, oh wow but no, I, I, I feel similar. I mean, I know because I've got two boys. So I know that when okay. boys get to around the age of five or six, they really need male role models in their life. Mm-hmm. But I've got two brothers, one older, one younger. And I've also okay. got um, access to a lot. I've got male friends, obviously. And, and, and there are other areas where you can get male role models. So yeah. and I think they will benefit from me basically being a single mum and basically saying nothing's going to stop me um and yeah I hope I hope that I am a bit sassy actually <laughs> I like that yeah well, definitely from like I think obviously if it was like 10 years ago and you called someone sassy it could be offensive so sometimes I do have to think when I say oh you could be sassy people might take it offensive whereas I think it's such a good thing to be a sassy person yeah I think it's it's just the whole holding your head up high and being and I think since I became a mum last year you do get this you do get a whole new identity when you're a mum yeah you don't realize no one pre-warned you in a way um or anything like that did you I mean I did I obviously I gave birth in the first lockdown as probably most people know Mm. um, and everything so it was a completely different um experience in the sense that I didn't have many people around me for the support but when you gave birth the first time Mm. did you feel completely different straight away did you feel like you didn't you understood why the you know because I had my husband so would you feel did you feel that there was a missing part or did you just feel completely complete oh I I felt completely complete and I I did um I did the NCT classes and um that one of the questions was how do you think you're going to feel when you when you hold your baby or what are you looking forward to most and I said being complete and that's exactly how I felt. I felt I was complete. And, and and I'd say to my baby, Bennett, I'd say, um, you complete me. I think that's a quote from the Austin Powers when he had his <laughs> mini me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he I, I felt totally you, overjoyed. You were sorry to interrupt, but because you were, you know, you were choosing to do this journey on your own, but obviously you weren't on your own, you were completely surrounded by all the love and support of your family. Yeah. Um, do you think that were you ever treated differently when you went for like your scans or anything like that or was it because I know what it's like especially if like you've got something on your file or something like that they tend to just like not read it properly or something oh, like totally that. yeah no, no one I had to say it pretty much every appointment I had <laughs> no. um, just to say you know oh yeah 
and I'm stone his pen and like oh 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 yes yes and then they look at my notes um oh my but God. it didn't bother me I've, I've just no. I'm a very open person anyway mm-hmm. and it's it, I just decided I'm just gonna be open about it I'm not ashamed I'm not ashamed no, about the no. fact I got to that age and I decided to have my own baby and actually most people turn around and just say oh my goodness you're so brave and they just have admiration for me is is generally what I find oh yeah well no completely understand the admiration because it is it takes a lot of balls to be able to be like right Mm, I haven't haven't found a man that's okay or any gender whatever floats anyone's boat and I'm going to do this on my own and it takes such balls to be able to be like right what can I do because you obviously really wanted children and you've now got two so you've done it twice with yes i'm doing a two which is just wow like just it what <laughs> if you could choose what was your favorite pregnancy if you had to choose oh i'd say the first one because <laughs> <laughs> because i i um I, I was sort of in this little dream world i suppose and, yeah. I, and i decided i'm just going to eat what i want and I, and i didn't think about the consequences <laughs> of that. I love that. I think from um, when I've spoken to other mums that have in their first pregnancy, they did exactly the same. Whereas I don't know, I didn't do that. And I feel like a bit of me kind of missed out. I was worried about something going wrong. I'd had two miscarriages, very early miscarriages previously. That was one Mm -hmm. reason why I knew I wanted to have a baby. And also, but it made me a little bit nervous. And, the, and and I did I did carry on playing badminton to be fair, but I wasn't wow. really doing the weights and things like that. I carried on badminton until yeah. I was nearly six months, and people were looking at me going, uh, <laughs> "I don't really want to play with you on the court." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> it's a bump. It's not scary, people. You can." <laughs> but I was worried about overbalancing, and and to be fair, that was yeah. probably a good time to stop. But the other thing yeah. was in my second pregnancy, and and if you have another, you'll find this when you've got a little toddler creature around you, you can't. <laughs> come home and be a diva and just lie on the sofa going I'm so tired because this little person wants you and and I was back working full-time so yeah Yeah. it was tough yeah I think that's the feedback if I have a second one don't have a second one straight away kind of give it a little bit of time but I mean I always say if you're blessed with one whatever happens happens that's kind of the attitude I've got however my husband's in the military, so it kind of has to be a military operation to plan it all, really, to be anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what's going to happen. But, I mean, I definitely would love to be blessed with a second. But it's yeah. whether or not that would happen. Um, well, you, don't, you, can, you can't guarantee. And so for me, no. I, I decided to have a second baby. Well, it wasn't that quickly. My um, Rufus came along two years after Bennett, two, two years Bennett. and three weeks. Um but I knew I didn't have time on my side. So mm-hmm. I was nearly 41 when Bennett came and very, well, I was a week off 43 when Rufus came along. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and I was, I was just incredibly lucky that it, it worked for me. Um, yeah. And it Gosh. wasn't necessarily going to happen. Yeah. So how do you, <laughs> I don't know, really know how to go. How do you, um, do you just call up a place and be like, so I'd really like to use your sperm bank? Like, how, how do you do it without? Because I know that if I, was, I had to do something like that, I would somehow 
end up being that awkward person that would giggle about it (laughs) we can't accept you because you're being awkward or something (laughs) like that like how do you go about it Oh, yeah, it's it's better to be, you know, giggly about it because it's, it is an exciting thing. Um, I just did a little bit of research. So I was living in Canada. Um, I had to go over, over there for my job. And so wow. um, I was living in Montreal at the time. Um, so I, I looked up a, a, a local clinic and I found one that, that, that seemed quite good and that offered IUI. And, and I, you know, obviously you have to go in and have... The, the meetings and, and they test your fertility and things like that um but I just found out in, in Canada which um where they because the Canadian population isn't that large it's about 17 million they get okay. a lot of their sperm from America 300 Zytex which is x-y-t-e-x um okay. and I just I just looked on online and, and just found out what the process is I think I did call them just to make sure there was actually a human being at the end of the line um <laughs> but but what what you do is you you sort of you walk it's just like a shopping cart you, you just go in and go I want that one thanks you pay your money and you bought it but you don't actually physically get anything they then store it for you and you have to pay for the storage and things like that you get to do you get like because I remember when you're probably gonna laugh at this but when Monica in Friends decided that she wanted to just go all out and she got like a booklet full of people and it was like number 132 come on down (laughs) like she she had to look and it was like this person's a firefighter did you get anything like that or is that completely TV? <laughs> no, no. It, it, well, it depends. It depends on the country and it depends on the sperm bank because I know okay. there are certain countries where you don't get any information at all. Um, and I've heard in particular Spain, you don't get any information because quite a few people from the UK go there for um, donations. But oh, wow. um, with, with Zytec, um, and, and, and also it depends on the donor. So my donor gave a lot of information. So so I had um, height, weight, hair color, eye color, um, whether they're left or right-handed. Why, oh, why that matters, that. I don't know. Um, and um, so, so basically, the donor will give all the information. That they, they obviously sit down and do various interviews with them. Um, and then I also got photographs of the donor as a child, and my donor also. Um, gave one photograph of him as an adult so that that was quite interesting and and then you get all the medical history so way more than you'd ever get from a a partner Um, way more perhaps than you know about yourself perhaps yeah Um, and and you can go into the database and search using all of these different categories so you can say right I want somebody between this height and that height with this color hair that eye color you're given religion you're given blood type honestly there's so much information it's actually quite overwhelming (laughs) (laughs) I know I know so 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 I just basically went on characteristics I I put a rough search in of characteristics that I found Mm -hmm. attractive things I would look for if I was choosing a a partner (laughs) and then I then I read a a number of the individual ones but I guess I, I I came across one relatively early on which had a really nice piece about why this guy was was donating his sperm and it was it was so sweet he was saying he really hopes to hope that he would meet the love of his life and settle down and have children um but in the meantime he wants to help um other families to have children oh my god that's so sweet 
it was adorable so and and that's the story I will tell my boys when they're a little bit older about why I chose that particular donor yeah of course wow so I'm still in this state of shock that people gave so much information Mm. like you know they've not just been picked up from the street and it's a genuine like in-depth interview and it's not just like when I'm going back to Friends, as you can tell, I have watched Friends a lot. <laughs> but when Joey Triviani did it because he was like, oh, he got paid for it. And like, he didn't really consider the consequences of it whatsoever. Yes. Um, but whereas this sounds like people genuinely know what happens and <laughs> knows that like there will be part of their DNA in a child and things like that. So, yes. so obviously your plans to be completely open with your boys. Yes. Um, and do they, because obviously they're still quite young, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, so do they ask now anything or anything like that? That's a really good question, actually. Um, I, I've I've told Bennett since he was really little what my little story is. And I just say there was no um, decent man on the scene. So I decided to have you on my own. And, um, and, and it's a story that I keep repeating because I want it to be a a slow realization rather than just a, a thunderbolt when he's 12 or something yeah um and he has mentioned the odd thing to me so he did say to me which was adorable when he was around two or two and a half he said mummy you're my mummy and my daddy so oh I think gosh, he yeah. sort of understands and, and obviously that my heart melted inside when he said that um but he has he has mentioned once um when he saw a mummy and daddy picking up a child from play ball, he said, he said, oh, he, um, he's got his mummy and his daddy picking him up. But that's the only time he's really mentioned anything. Yeah. And but I think he realised, sorry. Quite, sorry, it's quite common now anyway for single mums. Like yeah. When I was a child, like nearly 30 years ago, like it wasn't that common to have a single parent. So I no. think fast forward now it is because I think a lot of women are choosing to be single mothers like yourself um and or they might not be choosing it and they might just have different circumstances but a lot of women um of whatever age are now finding it more comfortable in society to be a single mum compared to when it my mum essentially was so yeah no I'd agree with that and and I'd also say that um yes you, you you might go into a marriage and expect and hope that is going to last but not mm-hmm. all marriages do last not all relationships last if you're not married mm-hmm. um and so you, somebody might end up on their own um and actually there's someone I follow on Instagram and uh, I perhaps have to send her details to you um her she walked out on her partner because he wasn't helping she was she had a lockdown baby she left after six weeks when the baby was six weeks old because he wouldn't help do anything um, oh. and, and that must be dreadful not for me yeah. I kind of think well look I've I planned it I knew I had my support network mm-hmm. in place I knew who was going to help me so I wasn't yeah. phased by it but to think you're going to have support and not have it yeah. would be dreadful well I am um, we actually had the health is to come yesterday um mm. for a random check and she actually mentioned how hands-on Alex is he is to be fair he could probably oh. say how much milk I pump before I even know how much I pump like like she said it was so rare she said I don't know if it's the same in England but in Scotland she said I had a pound for every time I come for my first visit to a family 
and the mum starts breastfeeding and I get up and walk and he gets up and walks out she said I'd be a very rich woman Mm. and I was like joking I was like I just whip my boob out wherever I was like I don't care I was like he has to expect me for all my flaws I was like (laughs) and all my like like I have I've had mastitis twice and he was like first person luckily the first time around my mum was here but the second time around he had to do everything because I was just completely flawed and he's considering I remember when Elsie was four weeks old he was sent away for like a month which doesn't seem that long um it's huge in the in the the life of a small baby though oh my gosh she came back and she was a different child and I was like I promise you I've not swapped her like she is (laughs) a child but I mean technology is amazing now where you can do that but I think I'm quite in a fortunate position and I've seen so many couples who have had babies like where you said with that lady who walked out at six weeks over lockdown especially who have thought they were gonna go and they just literally both separate and Mm. it's just we look at each other at night and I go so grateful that you know I've not like got up and walked out or like (laughs) not forget this or anything because the longest he's been awake he was he did COVID support for eight and a half weeks Mm. so he, he wasn't he was only allowed home for one weekend um but I was staying at my mum's house she was four months old and I was mm. just like I can't I can't do it on my own like I will hold my hands up especially <laughs> I was I got told I had to be really careful because of mastitis yeah like, it's horrible like, mastitis. oh my god it's I wouldn't wish it on no. literally my worst enemy <laughs> and um and I he ended up coming home for the christening and that was it um it was so sad because I was like, we'd planned this party and obviously COVID. And then the restrictions changed in England where you were only allowed six people instead of 15. And it literally happened overnight. And I was like, oh, God. But that was the only time we've seen it. I mean, he's we worked out she's coming up to 12 months, but he's only realistically probably been here for, I think, about five months. So he's and making it, the most of it. He really there. is. He is, really is. And I think whether... Um, a partner you've got a partner or you're single or anything like that I think having a support unit of a family around you is just so important and how single mums have done it in lockdown I don't even know because you weren't even allowed to support at one point were you no I think the rules were were quite um were very strict actually at certain yeah. points um, yeah they and, and I didn't plan to have a two and a half year old and a four month old without any nursery and without I, I I'd had my mum coming and my uncle coming to help me out um and um I'm close with my sister-in-law and my brother and they were helping too so to suddenly go from all of that support and suddenly I've got two kids on my own here and actually my mum my mum was with me as well but she was unfortunately very ill um she had mental health problems so um I had that to deal with at the same time. So actually, instead of her helping, she was a burden on me. Oh, um, bless her. So I, I, it, it, was, it was a big struggle. But um, I, I suppose at points like that, I, I just get on with things. Yeah, and, you just um, have to. You just have to. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think about it now in sort of the, well, I say downtime. There's not really any downtime when you have children. But uh, I am trying to sort of process what we went through a little bit more because it's it's the kind of thing that will stay with with all of us we've all got our own stories from covid yeah stay with us for a long time 
I know. I think it'll just be. <laughs> Do you know what's crazy? It'll probably be taught in schools, and <laughs> it will make us well. all. It will make us all feel really old by the time <laughs> it gets taught, taught in schools. <laughs> like, <that's laughs> I think I'll be like, oh my god, imagine if Elsie goes and she'll be like. Oh, a pandemic baby. I was one of them. And I'm like, oh my God, imagine. Like, and they like split up the class and see who was pandemic baby and who wasn't and who was young. I think it will be so interesting to be a fly on the wall. These are going to be stories for when we're grandmothers and we can tell our grandchildren about what happened. Oh my gosh, imagine. Like, (laughs) no one met you, Elsie, until you were two months old. So we go on to the next part where we just ask a few questions. So I ask my followers sure. and you ask your followers. And some of them we've already touched on, but I think mm. it will be good to extend. Um, but the first one I've got, I think it's from myself. And it's really interesting. Someone said... Um, obviously you made the decision to get donor sperm but how did you tell your family and she's put I understand if you don't want to answer that question because it's being super nosy I know that's (laughs) fine Um, really no no questions are off limits for for me Um, I I I suppose I I talked about it openly that that I that I might just go ahead by myself Um, Mm -hmm. so my family had a little bit of time to to get used to it yeah. What I find is that people people are most curious about how I chose the donor and yeah. if for information about him. But I also find that with close family, they don't want to ask the question. It's quite interesting <laughs> that, that they... I, I hear my mum's ears prick up if I, if I remember talking to a friend about things to do with the donor. Yeah. Um, um, and... Yeah, I, I, I think that it, it, it was a socialisation in advance, really. And, and they, they knew, obviously, they'd seen my life events and seen me um, go out with this guy and it not work out and, and all of that. So I, mm. I don't think any, any of them were that surprised. And I think with uh-huh. my personality, I, I'm a sort of a I can get it done, I can do it kind of person. So um, I don't think any, any of them were that surprised. I had one auntie who I shan't name, but um, she sort of said to me, um, she, she was a little bit negative when I told her. Um, I only told her once I was pregnant and she said that there were too many children in the world. <laughs> oh my God. So I was like, oh, well, there's going to be another one. <laughs> but, she, but she absolutely adores both my children. So, so funny. Well, it is yeah I think there's always that one relative that's going to be that has a passing comment regardless whether I mean it's all a generational thing as well I think as well exactly yeah and I think sometimes regardless whether how you do it or anything like that there'll always be someone that makes a comment and like you said it's just one of those things you just have to get on with it and I think one of the things I've always learned is just put your big girl pants on and move on and just yeah. move in exactly. um, the question that you sent over to me and I also got the same was how did you choose your donor so you spoke about it briefly but yeah. I have to ask a, so it kind of ties in with this conversation um, this question sorry is did you, someone also asked did you ever Facebook your donor like to find out if it actually looked <laughs> like 
I like I know what love. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I never even thought about Facebooking him. So I mean, I, I and also um, interestingly, you you're not given the name of the donor, so oh. so I wouldn't have been able to Facebook him. Although, actually, in the little bio, he said um, I, I won't give his name. Just you know, but but basically, I, I, I'll give I, I'll give him a fake name. So he, he said something like, "I'd like to, I like to be known as Tom." So so then you sort of think, okay, he's probably called Thomas. So so that's not the name he gave, but it was something yeah. like that. So so oh, I wow. actually do know his first name. Wow. Um, but but I think for me, it's more that um, he he he's given me that that chance to become a mum. Yeah. Um, and he's, um, like he was very open as well, and I think yeah. the more honest that they are as well probably kind of fills you with that sense of like is it the right word to say security in the sense where it's like well they've been so honest yeah. that oh, I feel a bit more comfortable yes like, totally the, the, the whole bio put together I think he was absolutely sound and and the way I think about it is that he's sort of like a, a the support of my family um and and it's not for me I'm, I'm not going out with him he's got nothing to do with me he just get, he just gave me his sperm but it's if if my two boys want to find out more about him or get in touch with him in the future then they have that ability to do so and should he oh, still want they? to be yeah they can and so wow. that's something if he is still open to that and if he is still alive at the time then 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 that's what they can do but that's a conversation for when they're a lot older. The, the, older. Other, the other thing that you might find interesting then is that also right now I could contact um, other families that have used that donor's sperm. No. Yes. And <laughs> I didn't so, even think of other people. I just thought yeah. it was like exclusive to you. No, no, no. That there there <laughs> are this is this is the weird thing that I had to get my head around is that there will be half brothers and sisters of my two boys out there. Not only any biological children the the donor has himself, but but there will be, you know, donor sperm offspring as well. Wow. So, so there could be loads of them out there, right? It's like a, like a TV show that needs to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, actually, so so for me right now, I didn't want to make a decision on behalf of the boys that I would contact their their sort of half brothers sisters should they want to contact so that's the conversation I kind of feel like maybe when they're 12 at least maybe a little bit older I think probably I will ask them yeah they usually I think because um, I think about back what I was like when I was 12 and I think if I got told that I would probably be like oh my god what so I think probably like maybe a bit a bit older I think to be fair to any age if anyone dropped that bomb on me and it was like telling me I think it was but I suppose if you're brought up with it, then and you know and you're quite open, they might ask before the age of twelve as well. They 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 could do, and and I do know of. Um, I was reading about another lady on Instagram the other day who's decided to contact or try and contact um, uh, other donor children from her donor. So um, so oh, she's made a that decision the other way. <laughs> yeah. So, but but for me, I just think, well, actually, I, I don't see again. I don't see those um, half brothers and sisters as no. being true half brothers and sisters. They are donor I totally children. Agree. So, a completely different. Like it's a completely different. Is it like I don't even know what the word is. I'm trying to get the correct word, but it's so different. Like you said, it they are donor children. 
and it's yeah. a completely different situation than if you were to have a half brother and half sister exactly um, it's, it's there's a so, so so the best way to describe it i was reading something before i had kids about how how children view donors and and how they view them is and they, the children were asked to draw a tree and sort of say where's the donor and where is your family and and one uh-huh. child drew at the trunk and basically said the trunk is the donor but the apples in the tree are my family and they were the, the mum dad and the, and, and the child and and that to me really that I, that really resonates with me a lot and that's how I think about it oh that's that's such a nice way to think about it as well mm. that's so lovely so that I suppose comes to the question where it's saying did you use the same donor for both children I did I did wow. yeah so I, I was so, so at the beginning, I bought. Um, so you buy different numbers of vials of sperm depending on how many you think you're going to need. So you, you use one per try in in, in the okay. clinic that I went to. So I bought six vials, and um, thinking it could take me a little while. I, I was going down the IUI route, so not IVF. Okay. I used IUI. So that's basically they they basically um, put the sperm inside you. Okay. Um, they, they use um, what's one of those things that you have when you go for a smear test um, oh yeah yeah one I of know those things mean. speculum speculum and and, 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 then, and then they sort of squidge it inside um, in the right place um, mm-hmm. and, and, and I so I thought well by six vials it might take me six months of trying um, and I got pregnant the first time and so oh I thought gosh. okay I've still got five and I thought well five's enough for a second try um, yeah but at the time I was thinking well, I'll just have one but I think in the back of my head I thought I'm definitely going to have two and, and yes. I just thought well if anything happens to me then you know what about Bennett he's on his own so I mm. feel I felt like if I had another baby then he wouldn't be alone ever he'd always have his yeah. brother um and so I, because I had five vials left I I um I, I went ahead I had to go back to Canada for the treatment because I couldn't get the sperm shipped over here um, my okay. donor, my donor was not UK compliant, um, okay. but actually, is that... he American or Canadian? Uh, the sperm was from America. Okay, um, but it said that he had Irish and Scottish and English heritage. Oh um, wow! I, I don't know how far back it was. It could have been, you know, it, 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 like I don't know, 100, 200 years ago. But that was another <laughs> reason why I was attracted to, to him. Um, so, so, so I and I got pregnant the first time with oh Rufus my as well so I I'd be, be ringing to um, the clinic going so I bought six um, <laughs> <laughs> you two? <laughs> well yeah well they're still sitting there I need to make a decision uh, about what to do but I, I was going to try and find out whether I could I don't know if I can donate them to some kind yeah. of science project or something or to someone I don't know what, what the rules are but I need to find out and because essentially, it. It sounds, it's, but essentially, it's yours. It's mine. Really. It's so funny. <laughs> Not funny, but you know where it's like, it is yours. Like, it is mine. <laughs> but I suppose I'm sure there is like some rules. I mean, it's not something you can just put on Facebook marketplaces and be like, I've got this for sale. Like, I'm sure no. there's like... I, 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 yeah, I, I need to actually find out. But yeah, there must be rules around it. So there would be, you wouldn't use any more and you wouldn't have any more children. Well, I was very, dis- I very much decided that there's no way I'd have three by myself. That would be utterly nuts. People think I'm crazy having one, let alone two. But actually, <laughs> I, I was with a friend the other day who's got two of very similar ages, and yeah. um, and she was talking about having a third, and we were, we were t- we were planning the timing for her third child, and I was thinking, 
maybe I could have a third. And then I thought, oh no, oh no. Oh I don't, gosh. Because you don't know I have a girl. Well, I know, I know. And that, but see, I was one of three. So I, I always thought I'd have three babies. Um, mm. But it's the whole thought of being pregnant again and having a little tiny yeah. one with two raucous boys running about the place. <laughs> I think I, I'd have to probably have a live-in au pair if I went and had a third one. Yeah. Um, and then there's the money. You know, obviously, I'll, I've got to be self-sufficient on the money front. So um it's probably a bit unachievable and but the way I'm thinking about it is I can't even travel to Canada at the moment anyway so yeah. it's not a decision that I have to kind of even think about so I'll probably yeah. just stick with the two yeah but the oh. door's not locked just yet <laughs> not a hundred percent but yeah I mean it's, I suppose you could just literally be like because it obviously a lot you don't even it's all there so I suppose the options always there on however you decide to do it but like you said you probably would I mean I was an au pair um years ago and I can mm. hand on heart say that I was an au pair for two children and it was enough and yeah. they were Greek and it was literally oh. like oh my gosh it was one of the most challenging and then I went to Italy and was an au pair for three children oh my wow. god child just comes out of nowhere and you're literally like oh you all speak Italian and I'm your English <laughs> and they're just that must have been so fun oh it was it was fun is not a word I'd use um <laughs> it was definitely a different interesting time. oh dear yeah. no it was um yeah it was one of the it what uh, how I would treat a nanny if I ever got one is completely different on how I was treated oh dear. so I think yeah it was like I remember landing because you can do it through an agency and stuff yeah if you were to ever get an au pair you do it through an agency so I was on the books a bit like a sperm donor but for a nanny and <laughs> people's profiles and I purposely went dressed as if I was like Nanny McPhee but without the wall and I wore like this pinafore grey dress and a white shirt and everything I looked like I, I knew what I was doing but I really wasn't I just wanted to live abroad essentially yeah um, but yeah no it's it's so bizarre but then yeah I would recommend I'm sure I mean I've had loads of friends who have been nannies now that I've met in the nanny circle and they said the best people to be nannies for are the Brits oh okay so, so oh, I think interesting. that's yeah, so I wouldn't have something. a problem finding finding an au pair if I needed one. Then no, no. I mean, if you're welcome to have, if you wanted to have me, I'd have to come with a daughter. <laughs> so you'd have four kids. <laughs> so the next one with it. How did you choose the age gap with it? So did you know the years between it, or did you or did I, you I, wait till you were ready? I. I well, I didn't wait until I was ready. I probably did it a bit sooner than, mm -hmm. than ready. I think probably if I was waiting until I was ready, I would have waited about 18 months um, okay. to get pregnant again. So, mm -hmm. so I got pregnant again, um, I was probably about 15 months, perhaps wow. 14, 15 months got after having Bennett. Um, it was a little bit too soon, but I, I was just thinking about timing-wise, I thought, well... I kind of was was gunning for the beginning of the school year ish. So so, yeah. so one's late late November, one's late October, and one's late November. So it did kind of work out quite well. Um, and and I just also in my head, I, I don't know. I suppose I just thought, well, if I could have, I, as I said, I had 
Bennett when I was still 40 and Rufus when I was still 42 just so so I kind of thought timings would, would be a little bit better like that and mm-hmm. um, I, I figured that maybe a two-year gap is quite a nice gap um, yeah although my younger brother's two years younger and we fought like cat and dog but we have a good relationship now we're, we're older whereas my older brother's three and a half years older and actually that's a bit more of a gap I suppose mm-hmm. um, wow. so yeah um, that's how I sort of thought about it but I didn't think too much it was more sort of I, I again thought with the second time round, it might be hard for me to get pregnant so again it could take me six months it could take me longer doing yeah. the IUI route so yeah I, so you I had to think th- of that but if it yeah. was going to be long yeah gosh honestly I don't know how you decided at 14 months like oh my god <laughs> like, I just it was quite tight yeah yeah, quite but tight. then again, I suppose they'll have such a lovely bond as well because they're quite close in age. Yeah. So yeah, it makes toys and things easier. They don't. There's no little oh, yeah. Lego around the place or anything like that. That's a good point, actually. See, these are things. When you mentioned the school year, I was thinking, oh, I didn't think that through. My baby's <laughs> a June baby, like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, June's no, like, fine though. Look, my my yeah. my um my niece is born um in the middle of August, and she's not had any problems at all. So it's it 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 doesn't matter hugely. But if but it, I guess if you're planning it like I was in that way, then yeah, my thought oh, my head got- went there. Yeah, I've got a relative who literally planned her pregnancies to literally down to the date that she was going to go into labour and what her body did. Honestly, it was like a science the way that she did it. Wow, that sounds Monica from Friends. Oh my God, she, she, it was the way she said it to me. I was there like, I'm kind of scared to get pregnant now. Like, I just, like, do I have to do this? Like, I just, I had the attitude, but it was like, if it's to be, it's to be. Yeah, um, that's a uh, great attitude, though. Yeah, I've done. I've done this. To be fair, I think it's the attitude you kind of had to have during lockdown as well when you give birth. I was like, eh. so my birth plan went did a three sixty, and now I'm being induced. Oh well, I could cry about it. However, let's not because it's mm. just going to put more strain. And I think, yeah, I think it's just like having a positive mental attitude about everything when you have children even though some days are more difficult than others obviously mm. you're not human if you, if you when you see those mums that are like oh everything on, on instagram which i'm sure you're experiencing where yes. everything is positive every yes. day that's why you are so refreshing emily because <laughs> you know you're, you're, you're there i saw you the other day do, doing your face I don't know what on earth was in your hand, but you're doing something with your face. My baby spa. Love it. Love it. And I was just thinking, well, why not? Because this this is life. This is reality. And if you saw me now, I've got my hair tied up. I'm wearing a hoodie. Um, PJ bottoms on. Yeah, it's just, that is that is the life of, of, of any mum and yeah. a lot of dads as well. It's, it's fine. It's just the way yeah. it is. I mean, I have been like on Instagram, a lot of people have said that I am a bit too jolly and I was like <laughs> but I've always been told I'm a bit too of a chatterbox or I'm a bit too jolly like you're not going to please everybody no and like, but yeah I am a bit I'm also a bit too gobby as well and sometimes my mum is like Emily Rayner in a bit and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> it's like but I think it's just yeah I think it's just making sure that it is more realistic online than it not being um 
I see it far too much where everyone's like, oh, but I think it's becoming a bit more realistic and yes. not as happy go looking. Yes. I, I saw someone the other day called Pino Parenting and I just thought that was a great thing. And and I, <laughs> I've been following her posts now and she and she just is very realistic as well. It's quite amusing. So, <laughs> so cause you've only just one of the questions was you're only new to Instagram. Yes. Made you now want to start sharing your story instead of sharing well I love that question I love that question um I think you've been a bit busy (laughs) (laughs) well no you see actually when I had Bennett I made a conscious decision of I don't I just don't want to be on my phone all the time yeah I don't want to be one of those parents and let's face it most parents are those parents and I I am that parent um, so I came off Instagram um, at the end of 2017 and came off Twitter because I found that quite poisonous. I, do, I don't like Twitter at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I then my, my younger brother um, has been saying to me that, that there's a real human interest in what you've done, Annalise. And, and he, he admires me for what I've done. Um, he, he's got one daughter and unfortunately he broke up with his partner, but they have a fantastic way of... Um, parenting together that they're, they're so aligned it's amazing um and and he looks after her he has her twice in the week and uh they can each take um my niece away for a week if they want to if they, they just agree everything it's just fantastic but it's he amazing. said he, he's absolutely knackered just from looking after her you know three days a week or something <laughs> um so he has a lot of admiration for what i'm doing so i never get any downtime really um no. so he was saying you, sh- you should put it on on um instagram and i spent a lot of time thinking well do i want to do i not want to and and in the end i thought oh, i might as well just give it a go and see what happens so i'm, I'm going with the flow um <laughs> I'm, I'm relearning instagram because reels were not a thing when i was on it Oh yes, yeah, so do I. I really enjoyed doing them. I did That's one so with with fun. Rufus the other day with, to the tune of your, "I'll Be Your Long Haired Lover from Liverpool," and it's oh, it's hilarious. I love, I love it. it. Makes me giggle. Um, and I did one with um, jellies and dinosaur as well. I made traffic light jelly and dinosaurs. It's, it's like a messy play thing you can do. Oh, I love that. Oh, it's fantastic. Give it a go, and then you can eat the jelly too. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so and I'm I'm learning about it. it um, live videos as well I've done a few lives uh, yes, in a bit I've more seen. detail about uh, about what I did and and I'm just I'm just liking sharing pictures of my boys and things like that and um I, it's I, I like show their faces downtime. it's like you found your own type of downtime in a way and it's cataloging our lives as well I quite mm-hmm. I actually quite like that and I like yeah. interacting with people and here and, and since I started it a few people have been in touch actually to say they're thinking about becoming a solo mum and they're not sure and 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 things like that so mm-hmm. I, I, I've actually been I don't know giving inspiration help giving a helping mm-hmm. hand helping people think about things and planning things like on the finance front one lady said she's worried about having enough money and I said well I did a big budget to see how much money I, I actually needed rather than how much was coming in and could yeah. I rejig my life a bit mm-hmm. um so uh, I, like, I think it does help blanket by the sounds of it to a lot of women too because I bet some of these women haven't even spoken to like families and I think a lot of people turn to people right. online before they actually go to their families yeah to I think it. so I think so. It's, it's it's a lot easier to discuss with a stranger, and I've I've done um, 
direct messages with a few people now and, and I have no issues with answering questions completely yeah. confidentially yeah of course oh that's so and it's lovely that more people want to bring children into the world as well I always found that so lovely and yeah. so comforting as well so obviously we're gonna there is two more questions okay. and the next one is what would you say the advantages are of being an older mum I wouldn't consider you an older mum, but there oh, we go. <laughs> I feel like an older mum today. Um, I well, I think so. For me, like my my mum was um, a very strong, independently minded woman, and she brought me up in that way. And she said, "Enjoy your twenties. Don't get married in your twenties. Enjoy your twenties." So I did, <laughs> and then I enjoyed my thirties as well. Love it. I had a whirl of a time, and obviously, in my late thirties, I wasn't going nightclubbing as much as I did in my early 20s but um <laughs> I was still going off and doing what I wanted to do I loved travel yeah. so I was going wherever I wanted um and I, I you know I, I focused a lot on my career mm-hmm. as well um and I was working hard as well and um I I think that being an older mum first of all I knew that I that, that was absolutely what I wanted second of all mm-hmm. that I'd kind of had a lot of time to kind of do what I wanted to do now I'm in my 40s I'm more than happy to stay home the vast majority of nights whereas I think yeah. if I'd been in my 20s I would have thought well all my mates are going out nightclubbing and stuff I want to go out with them yeah. um, and it would have just made things a little bit more difficult with waking up in you know in the morning if if, <laughs> if my boys wake up early then it's not the best thing you don't want to be hung over so so I think there's benefits like that and I think also perhaps having that world experience I've seen a lot of friends who've brought up their kids so I've taken oh I want to do this I don't want to do that from from various different friends and family mm-hmm. um and maybe having a little bit more patience as well um yeah. understanding a bit more about um just general psychology of humans I suppose you, you get that as you get older you just you know you get it through osmosis of being around everyone all the time yeah um, I think as well I think I think it's more adaptable now to travel with children too. It so is. If you want to go traveling with your children, then it's not as, I don't want to say the word frowned upon, but maybe that's yeah. the correct like, way of putting it. Because I think, I mean, I remember my first ever abroad ho- holiday was on a coach to Disneyland Paris. And I think wow. I and my mum did it completely on her own and we went and it was the best holiday ever and I just think that I could not have done that so if I was 10 I think my mum would have been 29 yeah so doing that at 29 with two children don't think I've done that yeah oh my god that's my age now so no I definitely couldn't have done that um whereas now it's so different if you wanted to do things with children like you can just go and do it obviously depending (laughs) well yeah covid depending well actually i I went traveling with my son when he was six months i went went to hawaii (laughs) no no that is so cool because i wanted to go and um and I, i even went scuba diving that's a passion of mine and uh, I did a couple of scuba diving trips. I, t- I took my mum. My mum was well at that time, so she came with us. So oh I-, I guess I had her to kind of help me out and stuff. 
um, and babysit when I went off scuba diving. Scuba diving, but um, it, it was amazing. And then um, uh, I think in when he was about eight months, I went to Italy, and so I, I, my mum and my auntie came. Um, and we, so and we, we did a fly drive in Italy for 10 nights. Um, oh, so I, I, I felt like, and actually last year I was meant to be going to Australia with my, not only was my mum meant to be coming, um, but also my niece who was uh, about to turn 12, she was meant to, oh, sorry, about to turn 13, she was meant to be coming. So I, I, I guess I sort of want to travel, but when the kids were younger thinking, oh, I need a little bit of support. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, but yeah. Australia would have been good, but yeah, unfortunately, Australia it didn't happen. Um, have you ever been to Australia? Yes. Yeah. I, oh I, my gosh, I lived it's in Singapore when I was. Um, I lived in Singapore when I was little. So oh because we lived there, our our Christmas holidays were in. We went to Australia. We went to um, New Zealand. We went to Malaysia because they were sort of on our doorstep. Oh, um, that's so so, cool. so I, I had a. My eyes were open to the world at a very young very age. age. Yeah, yeah. God, that's amazing. So really, I suppose it's if it's a passion, then it'll be your boy's passion as well. So, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. Obviously, soon we can all go and travel the world. Well, where think have you got anything planned for this year? No, I'm I'm avoiding it. And and with a so Rufus turned eighteen months today, and all he wants to do is run around the place. So until he's a little bit older, I've got no interest in getting on a plane. Yeah. We're we're, we're going to go to um, Northumberland in August. That's we've got yeah. a holiday cottage booked. Oh, we've got a um, lodge booked in Aviemore, which is a staycation up here. Oh, nice. We were meant to go when, uh, I was crazy actually, we were meant to go when Elsie was, would she have been six weeks old? Yes, yeah, six to eight weeks old. We were meant wow. To. And um, because I always said, I was like, it, it won't bother me whatsoever. And then now on reflection, the way the world was, I'm a bit glad it got cancelled. Um, and then for my 30th, my husband is still contemplating booking um, a two-day Disney cruise for my 30th. Oh, wow. That would be amazing. I'm a bit obsessed with Disney. I know it's not for everybody, but I just love Mickey Mouse so much. <laughs> <laughs> I fully intend to take the boys when they're a little bit older. I thought this I was a good in the sense that she'll be able to meet the characters and my friend works for the Disney cruises as well but they're just doing staycations so you're literally bored in London and you're just two days on the sea and it's like absolutely like you're not I think it's just two days while on the sea and then you come back but oh. you get absolutely everything yeah. I just thought it would be a good stepping stone to then taking her on a plane <laughs> <laughs> but so the last question yeah is about um your own business and obviously mm. you're launching that this year and am I right in thinking is it 12 months in the making not quite as long as that I would say more like oh um I'll say maybe eight months I think okay um but yes it's um I'm quite excited about it um it's it's uh, it's a kid's subscription box because subscription oh, boxes it. are quite popular um, and it's all aimed around bath time. Um, <gasps> and so the idea is, is that every month um, little hands get a box to open and it's packaged in a really fun manner so that there's little layers to open up yeah. and there are things in little paper bags so um, all, the, all the little toys and things in there are 
uh, some of the little bags to be opened. Um, and then there are activity cards for the for the parents to um, read out to the kids or for the kids to read if they're at that stage. It's, it's aimed mostly at sort of preschoolers, so age yeah. three to five, um, oh because goodness. a lot of the products have warnings that they're three plus. So, um, yeah. but obviously, as you know, <laughs> sometimes with warnings, we we we, we parents decide to ignore them but um oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but from a legal perspective i've got to put that it's it's three plus oh, of course um, so um and, and and but but the activities are quite fun so so the idea is to try and um help parents connect with kids so you've got to be in the in the room when when your kids in the bar so why not make it really fun and and i've really enjoyed learning um, with with my boys l- looking at the art, looking at the world through the eyes of kids and trying oh to God, get their perspective amazing. and so I'm, I'm it's it's really exciting and some of the things in there um, are going to be um, I, I, I really hope people are going to love so um, so yeah so so the, it's called Bartharama so a bit like banana rama but Bartharama. <laughs> <laughs> and my logo is a little duck and um which is quite cute and so the, the first box is actually i'm actually going to go on sale in two weeks two weeks today wow. and um so so i'll be open for orders in june and then the Amazing. box gets sent out in july and then in july i'll be open for orders for the august box um so it's a monthly subscription or past boxes can be bought once if there are if there are numbers yeah. available um, and the first box is all around fish and colour. So, so for each box, there are sort of two themes that in- interconnect. And then some of the others in the future, I've got um, the one after will be um, uh, boats and measurements. And then I've also got ducks and sound. That'll be the third box. So I've already been planning it a little bit. But um, I'm just waiting for my actual boxes to arrive, which is quite critical when you're sending out a box. Um, so just, they're being printed. Just a little bit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they're being printed. And then... Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm good. I'm determined to open for orders on the, on the 1st of June and uh, I'll yeah. be starting, I'll, I'll be doing a few snippets. I've got a blog lined up to explain what's in the box. So, um, well, if you ever need a social media manager, I'm just going to plug myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think do. I probably need one because I'm quite good on, 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 on my blog, on I Heart the Hemsleys. I, I could do yeah. that because it's, it's just me and I just, I just need to go, right, this is what we're doing. Here's a photo. Boom. I figured out hashtags. With Bartharama, honestly, it is a bit more difficult. So, so I may well, <laughs> well, we'll take you up on that offer. <laughs> I need some guidance, I, I think. Everyone needs to go follow Bartharama. So is it at Bartharama? Um, it's at Bartharama. Uh, it's at Bartharama UK. UK at okay. the end. Yeah. Okay, UK. And then we've got at I Heart the Hemsleys. I Heart the Hemsleys, yeah. Yes, which is the cutest name ever. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on oh, I, I loved it Emily. to Annalise before we did this so it'll only be about half an hour we often be <laughs> eight minutes in and as many of the listeners know I don't tend to over edit because I just don't find it realistic whatsoever and you can tell when people have edited it and yeah I just tend to, so it is pretty much probably going to be the full thing because we've not said anything that we shouldn't have or anything like that so but no, just thank you so much for coming on. And I'm so glad that we were introduced from a mutual friend, Emma. Yeah, thanks, Emma. <laughs> and thanks, Emily. I really appreciate it. No, thank you. Have a lovely evening. Thanks. Same to you. <laughs> Bye now. Bye. Bye.